life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Yeah is uh, the most miserable place to do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I didn't do, I'm from Jersey. Well, my, I'm considered from Jersey even though I was born in Tennessee, but I never did. I didn't start in Jersey, so I missed all. That's why you guys are so angry. Like the, <laughs> the Jimmy Schuberts. I mean, not angry, but just loud you and You gotta boisterous. be able to handle yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're gonna see how this new equipment works out today. It better be good or else I'm gonna punch the guy at Guitar Center. <laughs> you know, a couple years ago, you go into Guitar Center and said, I need equipment for a podcast. They wouldn't know what you're talking about. Now, they have whole sections and kits. Yeah. Everybody has a podcast. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, yeah, the guy, the guy was like, and I gave him my card. I'm like, hey, come out to the festival. Mm-hmm. And of course, when I mentioned the festival, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, Mark Maron's going to do it. And Doug, and he's like, oh, that's great. But uh, any like smaller podcasts? Because he was really like on the ground. He was like, what are, what are, what are the smaller podcasts? And I'm like, well, here's my card. Yeah. <laughs> Come on out. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Road Stories, everybody. I am your host, Murray Valeriano. Back in the studio. Got some new equipment. Uh, I did a sound test on it. I think it's going to be all right. Um, if there's any glitches or anything, uh, you you listeners know my technical uh, abilities. So give me four or five episodes to get those fixed. <laughs> And um, we're going to go right into it because I got a lot of talk to talk uh, about with these guys, um, especially Chris. But uh, to my right, earphones right, um, very funny comedian. Um, I, she just shot her special. Am I correct? Yeah. 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 She just shot her special. Uh, I've known her for years, but really kind of reconnected in the last, what, year or yeah, so? Yeah, been crossing paths more lately, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lana Turner joins us today. Thank you very much for coming on, Lana. Thank you for having me. To <laughs> <laughs> me, and then sitting earphones left, making his second appearance. You were Re- on early. Return. You were your second return. Yeah. You were on early too, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Was back at the old house mm-hmm. when you had two co-hosts. Oh yeah. We don't talk about him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we we ended amicably. <laughs> uh, he's doing great things. Um, host of the comedy film nerd, stand-up comedian, uh, film writer and director, Chris Mancini joins us on the show. Great to be here again. And by the way, it takes more than three episodes to get the technical kinks worked out. Oh, really? It took us six months, oh. pretty much. And uh, although we were doing it more when there was less help. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was so frustrating because every time we would get one thing fixed, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, the software is working, then a mic cable would go out. Right. Or the board wasn't working or something was, some setting was off. And sure. And I'm like, all right, we got that fixed. And then the software would get an update and then it would crash. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, every time, every week was a new variable. And then we finally, yeah. it all kind of sorted out in about six months later. And uh, you can... Uh, Listen to the uh, first couple episodes. They're a little rough. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, the fans let you know right away. This is just in mono. It's just coming out of one earbud. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> then these have dropouts. And, you know. They but, probably can tell you how to fix it, right? That's the other thing, too. We got a lot of help, actually, from the fans. So mm-hmm. a learning cur- our learning curve was quicker because the fans, because they're so great, they take an interest in having your show get better. Yeah. So uh, we, we ended up uh, getting a lot of help from the fans. 
I, uh, if you look at my early reviews of my show, it's uh, literally st- stuff like, this show is funny. I think I can't hear it. Right? You know, <laughs> still, we got the same thing on ours. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot the uh, Perfect 10 podcast yeah. uh, Lana does with Ralphie May. Aggressive, some of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Some of those reviews. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite review was, um, was yeah, last year, my wife's mother, my mother-in-law passed away suddenly, and we had to go to Florida for a month and a half, and I had to shut down. And I let everybody know on my you know, last episode. But I guess the guy was just a new listener and didn't know what was going on and like didn't didn't like the Facebook page. Oh, by the way, I like the Facebook page. You'll get all news and, and what's going on with the show. And, he's, and he would literally like every week going, well, it's another week. I don't hear a podcast. Watch, I know you're busy, but you're not that yeah. busy. Yeah. How dare you? Give me my free yeah. content. <laughs> Somebody got mad at us because we've, we've taken a little break. We're like regrouping and... Mm-hmm. We got some good stuff happening, but we have to stop right now. Um, and we got a comment that was like, you suck. It's not there. <laughs> One star. Like, oh. Come on, be a little understanding. I mean, there's a lot going on. Speaking of podcasts, uh, I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, uh, first off, um, Chris is also the founder of one of the founders of the uh, Los Angeles Podcast Festival, which had its second Installment, I guess this yes. this uh, this yes. year this and, year. Uh, I um, it was a ton of work. Oh yeah, and it, we were really happy with the way it came together in the mm-hmm. second year. I slept for Tuesday to Wednesday <laughs> pretty much oh. uh, to recover. But what I found amazing about this year too is it. We thought it ran really smoothly. Mm-hmm. We had a lot more shows this year. Too, yeah, you did, and we had a lot more people come out. But we also had a lot of great sponsors this year. And one of the things I was really excited about, and where you spent a lot of time at the festival too was we had a podcasting lab that was sponsored by Squarespace and they did an amazing job they set up the whole thing and all the podcasters like you didn't have to be programmed in the festival Mm -hmm. to be part of the festival you bring your own equipment you go there and you just record your podcast from there and we went all we went all went down did interviews on each other's podcasts sure Aisha Tyler went down and just went from station to station and did everybody's podcast that was in the lab. And it was really cool because the whole thing about podcasting is we want to help, you know, you don't just want to help the big podcast and they don't need to help. Sure. You know, we want to help everyone. You want to help podcasting in general. So we wanted to make it a type of open festival Mm -hmm. where even though you're not programmed, you can be a part of it and I'll broadcast from there. Listen, I mean, that that Squarespace was great and I did a ton and at one point I like, I just hit a, like I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I've done festivals before. Why am I so tired? Yeah. Why is this one? <laughs> Cause you were a participant. It's five yeah. minutes from my house, yeah. <laughs> but yet I'm more tired at this festival than I am at one in Iowa. And it's, well, she's like, well, you did yours. You did like 12, like sit down interviews and then you yep. watched two and then you were in another one and then you guess surprise, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I guess you're right. It was just, it was nonstop the whole time. And that's just for a guy who participated, not a guy who, organized and put all that shit together yeah yeah, yeah. it was uh, i have to say with the reaction with the fans and all the work that we had to do putting on i can honestly say it was almost worth it <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna come I, I i i tried to make it happen but i was what we were going to talk about today i was I'm, i've been in a bit of a babysitter drought so oh. getting, oh, yeah. getting that time, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to yeah, figure yeah. out how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't listened to my episode uh, from the podcast festival, my guests were Brody Stevens and Ryan Sickler. You can get that on iTunes and on the site and a special two special guests. Uh, I've always told said Jackie Cation has an open door 
uh, invite, and she took advantage of that and literally just ran on stage. Oh, that's great. <laughs> literally <laughs> was like, oh, here's Jackie, everybody. And of course, everybody knew her because of her podcast. And then I also invited Rich Voss on, mm-hmm. and he did about 15 minutes up front, and Rich is great. So check that out, and check out Comedy Film Nerds from the LA Podcast Festival with Joey McIntyre and... Yes, that Joey McIntyre. Yes, from New Kids on the <laughs> from Block. From New Kids on... In KOTB. Yeah, and uh, and Bonnie McFarlane. In fact, it's streamed. You could watch it. It's on Daily Oh, that's right. That's right. You can, uh, you can watch the stream. Oh, that's right. Oh, and I have... Uh, I'll be streaming a live podcast here in the next few weeks, but more details on that. Let's get to why I wanted these two funny comedians on the show today. It was bound to happen. Two, 21 months ago, <laughs> I became a father... Uh, to young Frank, as you guys know, and so it was bound to happen. I was going to have the parenting episode. It was just yes. bound to happen. It was in the sooner cards. Or later. Sooner or later, it was coming. And it's not, it's not parenting instruction. It's probably how to not be a parent. Yeah, <laughs> right. Think about it. I know. Everybody wants to. <laughs> yeah, have a kid and then take off every weekend for the next yeah. four years of their life. <laughs> that would be good. So I figured I would have uh, just a couple of parents on who uh, are uh, respected comedians and probably respected parents. I don't know. <laughs> I know um, where all their bruises and ouchies are because I put them there. So. <laughs> uh, Chris. I, I was freak, so freaked out about having children. I wrote a book. So oh, that's there. right. That's what's so, the name of your book? Oh. Pacify Me, a handbook that's for the freaked right. out new dad. So uh, oh, wow. I, I kind of raised the bar on uh, pre-child anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That it was like, wow, you were you were so messed up. We published this. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I forgot. I think that was just coming out when the first time you yeah, did yeah. that. You wrote that during the first pregnancy? Uh, after the baby was born, after I kind of went through it all. And uh-huh. then I kind of went back and wrote about all the experiences from being freaked about, about having a kid than actually... Um, it's basically the journey to actually loving having a kid and being a dad, but like that that uh, ground zero that you start yeah. in is like, oh my God, my life is over, that kind of thing that all guys go through. <laughs> and then you realize it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe it's not that bad. So then I wrote a book to help guys kind of get through it. Oh, that's great. And, and adjust to their new lifestyle of, uh, you know, dude to dad, pretty much. It's a shame you didn't bring me a copy last time you were on here. I probably could have used it. Oh, yeah. I thought I did last time, actually. All right. You know, I should... Okay, you know what? This is another good example of me not keeping ones in the car, which is exactly what I should be doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I keep podcast equipment in the car. I don't. I don't. I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, my third appearance. All right, third appearance. uh, I'll have you back (laughs) on grandparents in stand-up after your kids have come on. So, Chris is the father of two. Yes. And Lana's the father of... Two. Right, I'm the father. The mother of two. <laughs> <laughs> Lana's the mother of two. Well, man, we're start. This is a noon recording. I this might be the earliest recording I've ever right, recorded. Right, right. We just woke up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Although when I did your podcast, podcast, it was like they wanted me over at like nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah. That when I, and I, this is, like I said, comedy film nerds, and I'd gone to the Oscars that Sunday night, and Graham's like, "Can you be over at nine o'clock? We have a lot of stuff to do tomorrow." Uh, I'm getting home at nine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move that. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, so Lana, you just, uh, I saw you're going to be at uh, Stand Up Live next month. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Schomburg, I'm Sh- doing the improv. Sh- oh, I was just yeah. there over the side. It's great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Tell it. Tell Stephanie Gerard. I said, hello, All right. the manager. Who are you out there with? Um, I don't know. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, you mean like who am I working? Yeah, I don't yeah. know yet. I don't know who they'll put me with. So you headlining? I am. Good for you. I'm so excited. Oh, that's I know. great. It's a fun club. I know. I love that club. It's a huge room though. That's the thing. If it doesn't, they can make it feel smaller if there are, I just, if 
you can't. There's like what seven hundred seats. Or yeah, it's like seven hundred. So yeah, and they got a, yeah. a really good curtain situ- system there. Yeah, so <laughs> so it doesn't look like oh they didn't draw squeak squeak yeah, squeak. Yeah. Here come the curtains. It looks like look, it's a sold out room. Yeah, that yeah, room. Oh, that's great. When are you going to be there? Um, a couple of weeks. Like oh, awesome. Right after the, I think I do either do that. I think I do that first and then do Tempe. Or oh, that's I don't know great. which order it is, but it's coming up soon. So who takes care of your kids when you're on the road? That is a whole nother thing. I Okay. So up until now, I have hauled those kids with me on every single gig I've ever done. Really? Wow. Yeah. And it is not profitable and it is hard work and exhausting. And uh, you can only go in the summer because one's well, no, LAUSD no, age, right? She is at LAUSD, but my school, where I say my school because I love it, um, it there's so many LA Hollywood families that attend that school that they're empathetic to the entertainment lifestyle because a lot of people have to take their kids out. So as long oh. as it's work related, they consider it like a developmental program, and I can take the kids out. Uh, well, I only have one now in LA. Sure. the other ones in preschool, but I'm able right. to like come and go with her, which is amazing. But I don't want to anymore. It's too much for me. Oh yeah. So um, unless I'm on a longer run, like for three, you know, three nights or whatever in Chicago, I'm not going to pull her out of school. Right. So um, I think I finally fixed it to where it can work. My my husband's niece is moving out here. I'm mm-hmm. renting her an apartment. She's going to be my nanny for the at least for a year. So that's like amazing. oh, that's good. It just ha- it's just happening now because I couldn't figure out how do you how do you leave town if you don't have family here, right? And who the fuck are you going to trust in L.A. with your kids? I mean, how many crazy people have you brought over to? To watch your kids here, I don't know about you guys, but I've had some bad luck with that. So. Well, I had, I had Ralphie May's niece over, and she was right. insane. She was horrible. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, she was crazy. <laughs> that was quite a commute for her, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did that work on the road with two kids? I mean, what what would your schedule be like? And you kind of have to have a schedule, don't you? Yeah, I mean, well, one thing that's great is that both of them hit the road with me very young. By the way, your husband's a comedian also, yeah. we should point so that, that out. Yeah, so that makes it a lot easier. like um, And harder in a lot of ways because there's not someone home that you can leave the kids with because he might be on the road too. Well, it means that I have to work with him a lot, mm-hmm. which is great and because we can be together as a family on the road, you mm-hmm. know, and that's kind of fun. For April's, my, my older daughter... She's now six. For her first year of life, we took her with us, just us, because when we we developed this little thing where um, I would finish my set and then he would come on stage with the baby and we would do a bit with the baby oh. and he would pass her to me and we would walk off. So she's like so good on stage. She has no crowd fear <laughs> at all. And we did that for the first time when she was like 13 days old. But one day, about a year, at the end of the year, we realized that... Um, we, for us, we're like, oh, we have the baby with us at work. It's only a couple of hours a night, no big deal. But there was this one incident that we're like, oh, we're in a bar with a baby because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the show, I would usually be helping sell merch. So sure. if she was sleeping, I put her in her little car seat and set her under the table. No one would even know she was there, but if she was awake, I would put her in the baby Buren and wear her, her and she would kind of like be there helping me sell merch. <laughs> and people would occasionally take pictures with us. So I have a baby hanging off my front. And one night, and I don't even blame her. This woman was incredibly drunk and we're taking a picture and she holds her beer in front of the baby like, baby's drinking the beer. And Rafi was about to be like, bitch, like what the fuck are you doing? That's right, right, right. And I'm like, Rafi, we're in a bar. Yeah. And that was when that ended that night. It was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we can't take our baby in this bar anymore. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So then we had to hire a nanny, but it was around the time I was already pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. So then when, with two, it would have been impossible anyways to, to juggle that. So... um yeah, so then we started traveling with another person. And oh. as long as I was working with Rafi, it made sense to do. But on my own, 
It's like I'm, I'd get paid to pretty much pay my nanny and all the flights. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and then it's like, why am I doing In one it? hand out the other, the paycheck? Pretty much. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, and I wanted to keep doing it so that, you know, as a, as a female in any industry, like you have to make that choice. Like, oh my God, it's not really worth me working anymore. Or do I, and do I just completely let go of all this work I've done all these years and just accept the title of being a mommy? Or do I kind of make that sacrifice and kind of keep, just keep on going? So that was kind of what I've been doing. I have to say, as a forward-thinking male, I'm offended that you said, as a woman, you have to make that choice. You think so? Because I had, I made that choice. I te- so Technically, I. I'm a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Is your, does your wife have some more uh, everything you Everything income? you just said, I've done a mix of. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a little bit of each thing that you just Did said. Did I hurt your vaginas? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Great. No, no nobody here will get you no, no, get it, your back if you get mugged on the way yeah, to the no, car. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on their period? <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you didn't say anything wrong, but how I heard it yeah. was that my feelings <laughs> were said. <laughs> it's, you know, I know so many moms at the elementary school now, uh-huh. and all of them had like hugely successful careers for the most part. Like they were all in entertainment, some of them sure. were producers, EPs, like, um, and a lot of them are fully on hiatus while their kids mm-hmm. are growing up, and eventually they get back in. But with comedy, you can't just stop. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because when we first moved into this place uh a woman across the street and then she found out we were pregnant because we weren't planning on having kids really and then we you know frank came along she's like oh congratulations it's like so what do you do i'm like oh i'm a writer and a comedian and my wife's like oh i'm a custom designer and she looks at me she goes yeah i was a writer before my kids came and like there was almost like what's not venom in her voice but like regret yeah regret exactly regret and then my wife and i were like we're not going to be selfish parents but we're not going to be like that you know, and so, and we did, we flew, I worked the first year and my wife, you know, is now working on a movie. So she's working. So I'm staying at home. Although I am, you know, working stand up at night. You know, I, I will say too, and that the <clears throat> studies have shown this, that um, the parents that are happy together and with each other and in their lives uh, make a happier family. Oh, so, really? Oh. So interesting. The but the kids are fucked anyway. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the downside. Yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't say we were happy. Don't get me wrong. That was not, no, Happy-er. No. Oh-er. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, you probably didn't take your kids on the road, did you? No, uh, although sometimes... And still do, because you still travel with Graham I, and I stuff. do, but I've been petering out of stand-up for the last couple of years, <laughs> and uh, it, it's something I've always... Because I've always kind of mixed between writing and filmmaking mm-hmm. and stand-up. I've never done one thing, you know, full bore. Um, which is a great regret in my career because what if you don't focus then all of a sudden you get a little bit in each area sure sure quite far enough right right Um, but what what happened is when we had the kids uh, I had been like kind of doing less and less stand up just because I didn't want to be on the road anymore and um, it started to peter out but when you have the long Vegas weeks that I still liked doing I had to arrange that with my wife she's has a normal job. She's, sure. a, she's well, not that normal. She's a scientist. But uh, oh wow, <laughs> wait, she's a bio- scientist. Yeah, for biotech. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could be a scientist. Yeah, I oh, thought yeah. you could no. be a biochemist. Yeah, or... it's not just in movies. People are actual scientists. So you're an actual yeah. like it. Yeah, like it says so and so Mancini scientist yes. on uh-huh. her card. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. I want to talk to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what she we do have stand to up? Do Can is... I force her in yeah. on this show? <laughs> <laughs> so what we would have to do is like, all right, I got this week in Vegas. Then she would have to block off her calendar. No late meetings. Nothing like that so she could come home in time to pick up the kids from like one was in preschool and Mm -hmm. then one was in uh, uh, grade school but then um, they would have after school classes so she it was she would be able to get them before five or six right and 
but it was exhausting, especially when you have two in two different schools. And um, at the end of a long Vegas week, I mean, she was just like, you know, this is a lot. I said, I know. So I, I kind of kept it a little bit shorter. But on the flip side of that is like when I get booked in Lake Tahoe, then, you know, my wife takes that week off. And if it's not during school, yeah. then the whole family comes up. And it's an amazing vacation that sure. I disappear for for 20 to 30 minutes a night <laughs> and then come back. And then the rest of the day, we, we have like a vacation. So it depends where you are. You know, no one's thinking, oh, my God, I just got booked in like, uh, you know, um, in Akron. Right. It, take off work, honey. <laughs> Bring the kids. We're going to make it a vacation. <laughs> so it depends where you are. But yeah. It does make it more difficult for the uh, for the spouse that's at home. But I also made that choice uh, when our second um, child was born that I would stay home for two years, pretty much. Oh, okay. And uh, mm-hmm. to save money on preschool and all that stuff. And what I would do is I would occasionally would still go on the road, but I would make sure like like my mom would come out for the mm-hmm. week, or like we would it would the childcare would have to be. Much more elaborately prearranged. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it always blows yeah. up inevitably. Yeah. Like last minute, something is going to happen, and right, I, it, the it's, stress it, of it is—it's a constantly fluid situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it always, there's always like some change. Then someone gets sick, and yeah. you can't go away. And then this happens too when you don't have work booked, where you're just kind of planning like a family trip or a vacation. It's like, all right, all the air fares booked. Did you get the travel insurance? No. Why would we get the travel insurance? <laughs> that sounds dumb. Right. Uh, and then, you know, someone's throwing up on the way to the airport. Oh. And then you're turning around. Okay, well, we just lost with change fees about $800. Right. On that. that car ride just cost us $800. <laughs> that's, so Yeah, that's amazing. Like, um, my wife uh, goes on location a lot for the movies. And mm-hmm. like uh, my listeners know, I was just in Canada for six weeks. Hated every minute of it. Can't say that enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So she doesn't want to go. It's not like, oh, you know, like I'm going to be in Vegas in November uh, doing a week there. She's like, oh, you know, most people are like, oh, week in Vegas with your family? That'd be great. My wife's like, no, I shot two movies there. Fuck that. (laughs) I've been to Vegas. It blows. Like she doesn't want to go. Vegas is great unless you're there all the time. Like I I, I was there probably four times a year for a week of time. And that was like, okay, a little too much. Yeah. And those, you know, it's Tuesday through Sunday. It's a long week. That's yeah, a yeah. long week. And I know people out there with full-time jobs are like, what? You know, I work five days a week. <laughs> I've been tarring a roof all day, fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah What exactly. are you talking about a long week? Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a long, it's two shows a night right. for six it nights. And it's tiring. And if you have your family there with you, it's exhausting. And you're living in, out of the hotel room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the kids are going to wake up at 6 a.m. whether you've gone to sleep at 2 or 3. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's what people don't understand, too, about comedians with, children like our, one of our kids had a sleep disorder too he would not sleep from 18 months to three years old what? And, it, and it almost killed us it almost killed he us it was really he just wouldn't all. sleep he just wouldn't sleep like like he would not take a nap during uh-huh. the day imagine an 18 month old or a, you know two-year-old just never napping and then did it aff- uh, affect him like physic like was he no that's what was crazy like he literally didn't need the sleep like he would maybe go to bed nine or ten and be up at four or five and then oh, ready wow. to start the day so that's like i try wow. to explain people is like okay imagine if you get up in the morning and then you go to work 18 hours later. Yeah. That's what it's like to have a kid and, and be a, a comedian, especially one that's not sleeping. Was his brain, he was just super, like his mind was just active. Just, just constantly, constantly active, turning. Didn't yeah, want to yeah. sleep. I mean, now it, it leveled off at three. He still uh-huh. won't sleep much, but he'll sleep through the night now. And uh, so now he's only, he's sleeping about, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock to about 5.30. Wow. And it's so, and we'll take it. 
You know, right, that's right. like so a, your, it's an your, improvement. Your sleep schedule must have switched too into that, right? It, it, it was it was worse. It was even like uh, my wife and I it got so bad that uh, uh, it, it didn't even switch our sleep schedule. It kind of broke it. <laughs> Where uh, like then even when he was sleeping, like we couldn't sleep. Like we'd be up because you know our, our we we were so disrupted. I remember once um, it was so bad. Like cause sleep deprivation, it's kind of a torture technique. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they use that at Guantanamo. <laughs> um, I got up. I walked into a wall. Wow. I walked into a wall because like, I couldn't see. Like I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. dizzy. And then the other thing about uh, uh, sleep deprivation makes you a little cranky. So <laughs> I no. stumble, walk into the wall, and I hear my wife go, what is your problem? Because <laughs> we hadn't slept Blood's for a year Blood's coming out half. of your nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so, um, so thankfully that has leveled off a little bit. And in fact, that's when I definitely would go on the road because I would need the sleep. I oh, would yeah. go to Vegas so I could sleep for a week. Oh, yeah. I would beg my mom to come out, please just watch him while I can go to Vegas and right. sleep for a week. I remember when I... the. First time I went to Chicago, I went with Orny Adams, and um, I was middling then, and they weren't going to put me up, and so I was going to stay with a friend, and then I'm like, fuck it, I'm getting a hotel room, I'll eat the $300 just so I can sleep. Yeah, you know why? Because you're an adult. Yeah. (laughs) You're an adult with a child, and you want to be comfortable, you're not going to sleep on someone's couch anymore. Right, right. Well, I have to get that sleep. I share a bed, and I got to get up every morning between 6 and 7. wouldn't it? I would have yeah. given my whole paycheck, yeah. to be honest with you. But don't tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> my productivity level goes through the roof, too, because all of us, one day seems like five when you're away from your kids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I'm sitting in a hotel room and there's silence and nothing, nobody, nothing. You can oh write God, a novel. I can write. Yeah, yeah. I can oh, write a lot of stuff that's been like pent up in my head that I haven't had a chance to like it'll just it just starts coming out in that silence and yeah. and that way is amazing too just getting that space because you don't I, by the time the day ends right now I'm so tired I'm lucky to get anything done that relates to stand up unless you, I actually get to go to a club and yeah. then you miss your kids too I mean oh, especially oh my god now, so much now if you're just doing like maybe a Thursday to Saturday it's mm-hmm. not as bad but those long runs like you're talking about Tuesday to Sunday you're like I I don't want to be away from my I kids. I haven't this done time. anything that yeah. long. I can't. They won't. They won't tolerate it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's you, you don't want to do those long runs anymore. Yeah, That's I mean we're I already them with me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going till November. We're already like okay, it's Vegas, so I'll drive. Sure, because it's within my drive circle. Because I yes. hate flying, so it's like okay, I can watch him till if I leave at noon. If I just get in the car at noon, so I can watch him till noon. So we only need to get a sitter at noon to five when she gets like it's all this planning, and then we're gonna need somebody full time Thursday and Friday, and then. So it's all this planning. By the way, for all you uh, young uh, hipsters who are listening to this and are like, kids, fuck that. I promise I'll have hooker fucking stories next week. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be lots of drugs. There's going to be, you know, a murder, maybe a stabbing. You got to balance it out. hooker fucking story. Oh, you do? (laughs) We just didn't get to it yet. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. We're only a few minutes in. My apologies. I'm sure I can come up with some sort of hooker fucking. How uh, How much has your material creeped in how much has kids creeped into your material quite a bit yeah yeah me too i'd yeah. say i'd say it's about half now yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's avoidable. Uh, it's uh yeah just more marriage and kid material especially as they just they continually give you new material every day yeah i mean my uh my five-year-old it's you know he just started kindergarten mm-hmm. so there were these after school classes and there was a really cool one I thought it would like. It was like magician's training. Like it was a little junior magician academy. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Do you want to? I asked him. I said, do you want to, you know, learn how to do magic? And he goes to me, 
uh, will I get to curse people? <laughs> I said, no. And why would you say that? Right. What is wrong with you? <laughs> he hasn't slept in five yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course he's I think you already people. know how to do that. <laughs> I damn you to eternal yeah. awakeness. <laughs> but that's obviously coming from a dad who's a nerd. Yeah, he yeah, must have exactly. learned about curses exactly. and yeah. wizards. And yeah, the shows that we watch together and all the weird animations. Yeah, yeah you're, mm-hmm. you're solidifying your son at age five to no, have no pussy. The rest of it. You're like you want to take magic class now? I want to make sure you're not going to get laid. I'm just making sure of it. I can't wait to uh, post a picture of Lana on the website because she's just you know for those of you who don't know her, she's just this little pretty <clears throat> petite girl with a truck driver mouth. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I hope not that. Don't hey listen, my wife. Look, my wife has got like the foulest mouth oh. out there, and she's self admitted. And I I say fuck all the time. And say what I want. Yeah. My kid finally, my kid said shit in front of me the other day. My August has the, okay, here's a good road story, potty mouth. August is a, is an amazingly good cursor. Like, <laughs> how amazing. old is he? He's four. Okay. And he's got a mate, like, Ralphie has taught him how to curse and he does it really well. And when he gets mad, he'll say things like to me, like, you're an asshole. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not okay. You want soap in your mouth? Like, it's bad. And yeah, he's yeah. only four. But this one thing happened that was so damn funny. Um, we were, at the gathering of the juggalos, Ralphie was performing at this festival. Do you guys? Hold know? on, yeah, hold yeah. on, hold on. Does Ralphie have a big juggalo following? He was invited to perform at the festival. Okay. And oh, by the I way, her husband's Ralphie May, comedian I, Ralphie May. I don't think yeah, we said that earlier. I king of the juggalos. King of the juggalos. <laughs> the, the king juggalo himself. Well, you know, um, you know, the, the festival itself was actually really fun. Yeah. And crazy. And I walked around, but we we had a tour bus. Okay. We actually have a tour bus, which mm-hmm. actually makes it easier. An insane clown posse show up. Yeah, they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was like a, it was their festival. It wasn't like an offshoot festival. No. Nope. It was the it was, actual was Insane the Clown actual, Posse. Yeah. Okay. And um, I mean, about a year ago, we bought this tour bus. It's uh-huh. really cool. It also makes it easier to travel. I mean, there's bunk beds on. It's like a traveling Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's so actually. That helps too. Like when, a band. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that makes it a lot easier, too, when I say that we travel with the kids. And so we don't always use the bus. And we didn't have it until until last year, but or the beginning of this year, I guess I should say. Well, anyways, they... And lo- it doesn't matter. So, so <laughs> we'll get to we're, that in a minute. we're on we're on this bus, and I'm like, kids are not getting off of this bus because this is the gathering of the juggalos, and I don't want my babies babies out there to become juggalos, right? <laughs> right, but there's just those people. That it's it's really because if fun. you get bitten by a juggalo, yeah, you, you turn become into a one. juggalo. Yes. Oh, right. right, that's right. Turn down the nerd a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Our bus is parked literally like. You know, 200 feet from their drug bridge, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like this bridge where they're, you walk across the bridge and they're like yelling, cocaine, heroin, like you, you can get it right there. Oh, are they big? See, I know nothing about juggalos, so I'm interested in your road there's story and drug, juggalos there, at the same time. There's so. a lot of drug use there, a lot the, of nudity, a lot of, yeah, a lot of nudity. Really? Are, like there's a lot of titties out. and But with and, painted faces, right? No, not painted all Painted titties. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they're just walking around with their shirts off or they, they have... um. They, I forget what that drink is called. That they, uh, uh, I'm so bad to not know what it's called. It's like the oh, roofie. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> the roofie. They they pour the the sticky soda all over the naked women, all over the sticky like, soda. Yeah, it's oh, like oh. they're. I, God, somebody who's listening is going to be so mad at me for not knowing the name of it. I just went blank on it. No, actually, if there's a juggalo listening to this, stop. Yeah, stop listening. <laughs> I don't really want you listening. <laughs> <laughs> they were. We met a lot of really nice people. They're just you know kind of like found. 
that that's their thing. So, um, but anyways, kids aren't getting off the bus. But it was funny because Ron Jeremy was at the festival, mm-hmm. and he knows Ralphie, and so. Ralphie was sleeping in the back of the bus with our son, and Ron decides he's going to get on the bus and wake up Ralphie. So he runs back there, opens the door, and yells, wake up! And my son sits up and looks at him, and nobody, unprompted, and goes, I'm sleeping here, cocksucker. Uh. <laughs> Ron, Ron Jeremy could at one time suck his own dick, which right, is right. hysterical that he chose that to say to him. <laughs> but here's where I got into trouble as a mom, because a few hours later... Really haven't gotten in trouble yet in this oh, story? God. I got in so much trouble. Well, so he's... A few hours later, Ron comes back on the bus, and he, he wants to eat in air conditioning. And he's got a harmonica. He, he's he's known for a harmonica, which I didn't know this before. But he, Who, Ron? Ron Jeremy. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. He plays at all these events. And so he plays the harmonica for the kids, and the kids love that, you know? And then he, he sets it down on the table and starts eating, and my son blows, picks up the harmonica and starts playing it. And I just, like, no, like, <laughs> mouth aids, you know? Right, like, right, right. what the fuck? My kid is like... and. My, my daughter also grabbed it out of his hand. Like, it happens so quickly. You know how kids get into things. Anyways, so <laughs> I, I was really upset by it, but I'm like, okay, it'll be, you know, fine. Until about 10 hours later, August came down with, like, a, a huge temperature. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, yeah, he and should then, have rinsed out with Purell. It, it wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that Sorry. point, I, I, what do you do? So I'm just, I'm like, oh, my God. And I, if you think that you're, somebody you love is sick, don't look up the symptoms on WebMD. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. you're convinced. Yeah, I mean, I thought he had mouth AIDS. I was like, yeah, I used to do that all he's going to die. He's going to have herpes. Like, what? I don't know what it is. Plague. Yeah, something was in that harmonica and got him sick. So the next day we went to the pediatrician. We're in the Bible Belt. And I tell this pediatrician, like a 70-year-old woman with this, like, gray cut hair about my son and this harmonica and the porn star. And she just says, oh, you know, kids get sick. It's not the harmonica. But who is the porn star? And I'm like, you know, Ron Jeremy. And I'm thinking the hedgehog. Right, right, right. (laughs) And she goes, she was so judgmental. She goes, well, I don't run in those circles. And but I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, but probably she's like, I, yeah. The harmonica it. player? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I felt really defensive at that moment. Oh, sure. I felt like she was just judging me. Like, oh, you let your son play with phones. So I don't think like, I don't think that's true. I think she was judging you way before you gave the name. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> I was when so you started the story. But she literally, well, I don't run, run in those circles. And I was like, look, lady. I was about to be like, don't you judge me. I'm a really good mom. I take good care of my kids. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have time to get that out. Because before I could, my son goes, he's a cop. Cocksucker. <laughs> oh, get me the fuck <laughs> By the way, the sentence Ron Jeremy is known for playing the harmonica has never been uttered. Has never been uttered. <laughs> he does. For children. For children. You know what was funny about it, too, is I've, for some reason, I just run into him a lot. He's always out. Well, he's at he's, the comedy store. He was when I was working at the comedy he store is a lot. The he was out there. guy in porn, pardon the pun. He's mm-hmm. always out working. Is he still working in porn? I thought he was he, retired. I think he does things still, but he's such a novelty, you know? He's so, yeah. But um, I have friends that live in the same building as he does. And I went in there just a few weeks ago, and he was in the lobby. And I looked at August. He hadn't seen him since the gathering. And I said, August, do you remember Ron? And he got re- he started, like, cowering and laughing. And I go, what did you call Ron? And he started, and he was <laughs> so he knows exactly what he was doing i don't know how he knew that but you sounded like a cult leader just there you know she hadn't seen ron jeremy since the gathering <laughs> and, and <laughs> here you go baby he doesn't he doesn't live in hell does he the yeah. apartments uh down the street from the comedy store no 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 okay. he lives in a beautiful building on on full okay there's that uh it's like two stores. invested that porn money that's yeah, you know yeah, that's no, good he's he's, he's you think he makes a lot fine. of money 
Yeah. He must he make did. more now. I don't know if he does now, but he, he certainly I did. Think he, I think he saved every penny. Oh, yeah? I think he did good, and he bought a bunch of condos in this building. He's, he does fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried about it. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know, because they're not union. I assume they're not union. They should be, right? There should be a porn union, right? Or or an AFTRA of some kind. A, it SAG doesn't cover porn, I don't think, do they? Pro- I'm going to go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say probably not. Okay. Eventually, well, you're the filmmaker. Why couldn't I? With all of them. Yeah. But we've never shot a porn, so oh, okay. I don't know exactly what the SAG indie rules are. <laughs> uh, but uh, Nerd yeah. porn is very popular <laughs> right now. I'm it surprised now, you haven't. <laughs> so funny. All you need is a webcam. <laughs> so uh, your kids hanging out with porn star stories. Go, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Unfortunately, the kids hang out more with um, nerdy people. Yeah, and right. uh, also the what we do is uh, when we have the podcast every uh, week, uh, sometimes if one of my kids is home from school, they'll kind of stop in and see who's there. And oh, cool. Say hello. And um, if it's an actor that does cartoon voices, mm-hmm. that they watch. Oh. Oh, I have them record like a uh, like a hello to them. Oh, nice! The character voice, like uh, Sarah Silverman came in and did like uh, the Wreck It Ralph character. Oh, how fun! And uh, there was another. Oh, Carlos, Alice Rocky. Oh, I was just thinking that. Carlos. I just yeah. did a show with him. And he's done a million voices. Yeah, I pulled out like an obscure one, like that they were just watching that Rocco on Rocco's Modern uh-huh. Life. And then we have Janet Varney coming in next week, so we'll do Legend of Korra. Oops. Oh, let's turn off. Do you use your phone? Never yeah, go off on your weird. podcast, thought, Mr. Uh, Professional. Biggest yeah, yeah. podcast going on happen. right now. Yeah, wouldn't that be, it was Graham. So that was, he was like, I know you're doing another podcast. <laughs> I, I, I texted Graham and said, hey, I'm having Chris on just so. Graham Elwood is obviously Chris Mancini's partner in the comedy film nerds. I just want <laughs> you to know I'm not doing a comedy film nerd without you. It's parrots. Yeah. <laughs> and Graham and his wife just tied yeah, to fuck we, you. We can do stuff on our own. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I've had, like when I, if I was fr- if I was good friends with Ralph, and I'm not really that good friends with Ralphie, I've known him, I used to hang out a lot. Like I would text him and say, hey, I'm having Lana on just... FYI, I needed a mom, or yeah, you know, I'm going to have you. I didn't tell you. Well, <laughs> I guess maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if there's partners and there's a reason why, I'm, or else, I, you know, if I wasn't doing parents, I would have both you and. and I think you're overthinking it. I am. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm a nice guy, and yeah. that turns around and bites me in the ass all yeah. the time. You know, I know that sucks, doesn't it? I know. You yeah, go yeah, out yeah. of your way to like make people feel better, and it just backfires. Yeah, yeah. And, and they it's... get angry. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of it unless you brought it up. Oh, now I'm mad. Yeah, fuck you and your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, what you were saying about the voices, because it, anywhere else in the in any profession or whatever that's outside of L.A., you, you're not going to... Your kids get to meet people like that. Oh, it's they, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, mean, I just uh, was hanging out with a friend of mine this morning and she was saying that she was going to go grocery shopping and that the last time she was checking out, like Mila Kuntis was in line with her. Like, yeah. it's just, those are the types of things that happen in like in LA. Your kids are growing up around their, their cartoon idols. Yeah. I'm going to throw really a flag weird. on the play here. Can we get a professional pronunciation of Mila's last name? Uh, did I say Kunis? Kun- it's Kunis? Kunis? Oh, did I or, say Kuntis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> you just learned that from August. Right. Not your son. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I, she also saw Queen Latifah, she told me. So oh, that, wow. that's a pretty a big shopping trip. Yeah. Did Mila Kunis do a kid's thing Kunis. where he would know from? I don't know. <laughs> she, yeah, a, oh, she probably has done a voiceover or something. Yeah, she's got that yeah, voice. I she had to be, do something yeah. like that. My kid's too young to recognize. I didn't My kid's too young to recognize... Well, he doesn't watch TV. No, right. I no. cannot get, and I'm not anti-TV. Look, it pays well, for this podcast studio. Meeting. They don't even know that they're meeting some like rock and roll person or right. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, like I've tried to get my kid to watch television, but he's just too active. He'll that's five great. minutes is the only TV thing. What a I've, tragedy! Yeah, 
<laughs> hey. I tried to sit him down and make him watch television. Hey, like I said, I cannot shit on TV. It's paying for all this. <laughs> like I can't shit on TV. But I also like I would love a half hour of him just sitting there. It'll and, come. It's it's not. Uh, you know, he's still very young, and yeah. uh, you know, usually that kind of kicks in two to three. Those oh, okay. getting interested in uh, in move the moving pictures, as it uh, were. Oh, is that what they're calling? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they won't start recognizing like you're you're talking about like characters and mm-hmm. shows and, and like uh, and actors at some point. Like my my daughter's eight, and she now she's starting to recognize. Oh, she's from this one Disney movie that she's in this other show. Oh, okay. And, like we had Beth Littleford on the podcast and she signed a picture for her, like from Dog with a Blog. And, you know, she's not going to sign from The Daily Show. Right. You know, for, the, for the kids, it's like from Dog with a Blog. Uh, that was a great episode, too. We had her on. Uh, we just very seriously went, so Dog with a Blog, what's that about? And she, said, and she goes, I almost answered you. <laughs> well, I don't know any of those shows yet. I downloaded like 12 episodes you of Yo Gabba Gabba. You will you have a, uh, a child about... Eight years old. I didn't know anything about them at either until they started showing up on my television and my Netflix constantly. Although, you know, one time I was on the road and my buddy uh, I surf with was saying how he watches uh, Phineas and Ferb with his kid. And I was on the road just, you know, wide awake after a show, just channel surfing. And I come across Phineas and Ferb. I'm like, oh, my buddy said this is good. This is before I had a kid. Yeah. And I'm watching, like, oh. Because he watches it with his kid. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing I've noticed uh, when I go on the road. Like, I will watch, I'll watch Fox News. You know, I'll watch all this programming I never watch on the road. And I don't know why I'm, I'm just starved for entertainment, starved to for some sort of visual. But I'll turn off, you know, I'll Saturday Night Live and I'll, you know, I'll flip on Fox News and listen to what they're ranting about. I don't know well, why. Well, it's a novelty. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, you're out of your routine, so, you know, you try new things. Yeah, all right. I'm just, <laughs> no, oh, I want to so play bass with Huckabee. TV watching. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I never turn on the TV. I finally got to see the finale of Breaking Bad, and I missed the entire last season. I just had to see the finale. Right. And I just finally got to that. It's just, like, it's not part of my daily activity anymore. Well, that's the, that is the great thing about places like Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I literally just started watching Breaking Bad this year. Oh, oh no, it's so, so good. So it was one of those weird things where like I cut up, oh, it's still on. Yeah. Like, you know, because there, it takes so long to put these seasons out. I literally had caught up and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, now I'm ready for the finale. And I got into the show years after it, Yeah, yeah. you know, it started. No, that's what I, and I've talked about this before is I won't watch a hot show until two seasons in, it gives me something to watch on the road. Right, right, right. Yeah. With Netflix. When you get sick, you can sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah, you can yeah. binge watch. But yeah, I, but yeah I, I remember sitting in a condo in Denver and just watching all Mad Men, two, two episodes of Mad Men every oh. night. Yep. You know, and it had been on for four seasons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You get all caught up. Yeah, like I haven't started Homeland yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that to Vegas with me. Is yeah. The Wire streaming yet? Or no, HBO stuff. They don't stream. They don't I don't think they stream. stream. I have. Yeah. The, I couven't get into The Wire. My buddy gave me... Everyone's saying how great it is. I know. I haven't seen it yet. I, I got six episodes into The Wire. And again, maybe... Everyone be- without kids listening is like, I can't believe you haven't seen any of these shows. <laughs> I know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> maybe it's because I was literally watching it on this laptop mm-hmm. in a hotel room on the road, and I just couldn't get into The Wire. Mm-hmm. I tried. I got the whole DVD. Uh, you can have it because... He, I've never given it back to him, so you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So real before you had kids, I mean, does it really change your actions on the road? Uh, like, and I'm I, 
for both of you. Completely. This isn't just a Chris. I mean, you yeah, know, completely and totally. You when know, the, I guess I could chalk that up to marriage y- too. Y- yeah, I mean, mm. it's definitely different. Uh, and one of the reasons is for a, you're so exhausted. That, yeah, you know, you don't have like. But the other thing is, it's also just aging. It's like mm-hmm. when you know you're tw- in your twenties and you're single and you're on the road. It's like, oh my god, this is the best lifestyle ever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when you're married and have kids and you're on the road and you're late thirties, which we also call early forties. Uh, <laughs> um, you realize now it feels more like a job and less like a party. Yeah. You know, you go, you do your jokes. It's still great. You know, we still love doing it. Um, but there's not like that ancillary, uh, hey, I'm going to go party with these, you know, 28-year-olds and then get back at four in the morning and then go do the shows, you know, the next night. That part is gone. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you don't really miss it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things I put in my book, I was talking about how you know, one of the fears of guys when we have kids is like, we're going to lose our inner child. You know, we're going to, you know, going to be turn into our fathers and be parents. And and that's not what happens. What we do is we lose our inner teenagers. (laughs) You know, we don't act like teenagers anymore. The inner child's still there. Right. And we use that to help us raise our kids, but we're not acting like that teenager anymore. But you don't, you don't really miss them. You're like, okay, you look at the newer comics, the younger guys, and just the next generation coming up and you go, okay, well, it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah. Make some horrible life choices. (laughs) You <laughs> fuck up and have some fun. Yeah. Aww. How about for... See, I love it. I, I'll, it depends for, on... First of all, where do you start, Lana? What do you mean? Where do you start stand-up? Houston. Texas? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I, now now it's kind of like a broader thing. Like, if I, if I take the kids with me on the road, that's so much fun because, I mean, of course, I'm exhausted in the mm-hmm. morning because I worked at night, but I love waking up and going, where are we and what are we going to do today? That's like... And that was something I did before I had kids too, but where, where are we and what am I going to do today was more of a, an adult decision. Is there like a cool something that I can get into here by yeah. myself that I like to do alone? Like our, I used to bring my rollerblades with me on the road. Uh-huh. So if I was in an urban, like a really cool urban place, I'd just hop on my blades and start exploring the city. Just stay away from the drug bridges. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, but now like, that's the thing though, when, with the kids, I'm like, where's the, Where's a cool children's museum? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's a neat playground? Where, where's a fun, what's fun to do with this age group in this town? And then I can be that age, you know, kind of, like, yeah. you know, chaperoning them. But uh, like, there's always an adventure to be had. It doesn't matter whether I'm with them or not. It's just a different adventure now. I even find that living in LA. I mean, this city completely changed for me when mm-hmm. I when I had kids. Like, I have I've always loved being in LA, but now it's like there's this whole world of kids stuff to do that I never knew existed before I had them. Like. You can't go without kids to a lot of places. Right. It's kind of weird, but it, it's really fun. Well, you're going to have to tell me because well, I, I don't know. Well, taking them to Disney for places the first time is, is like amazing. Like, you know, because we've been to Disney, you know, many times sure. as kids. But taking them for the first couple times, it's like to see their eyes. Like, oh, my God. Oh, it'll make you cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it really still, will. But that is different because when, you know, when you go to Disney without kids, you take some sort of drug with you. Acid. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a really good time. But my goal for Disney is I want to take my kid to Disney World first uh-huh. so he'll see how much of a shithole Disneyland is <laughs> and I won't ever have to go again. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Disneyland. <laughs> no, it's, I love that stuff. I love Disney. I love the, you know, just taking them to do stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. I don't like going when it's, you know, I won't go when it's a busy day or something. Sure. But like there's so much to do just like, within a, 
five minute radius of any one location in LA. You mm -hmm. can just never run out it's of stuff. Griffith to do. Park on Sunday, you could uh, ride trains. Yeah, yeah. Or any day of the week. Oh, Sunday's no, the trains. Sunday's the trains. The pony, only Sundays. But the pony rides. Oh, pony rides I don't know about. Yeah, see, there's, see, there's two else. trains. There's two places to ride trains in Griffith Park. And there's a zoo and there's a cowboy museum mm -hmm. and there's the the observatory is amazing for kids. And like you get just in, in Griffith Park, there's there's 10 days of entertainment you could do over and over yeah. again. All and on long. Thursdays, you get in all those places free if you show your Juggalo card. There wow. you go. <laughs> uh, Kira Saltanovich is a member of the zoo, so she has a kid, and we're gonna you're gonna we're zoo gonna, it up. We're gonna zoo it up. We could go together. Mm -hmm. I have my zoo membership. So tell me about how how was Houston starting out? I haven't had many Houston comics. Was the workshop still around? Uh, not when, when I started. I started okay. at the Laugh Stop, which is gone. There used to be four clubs in Houston. I think they're down to one uh -huh. now. Maybe maybe there's Laugh Spot still exists. Spot Stop Workshop. Oh, the workshop was gone. Okay. There was the Laugh Stop. Uh, the improv is there now. Okay. And then there was Danny, um, Danny's club, um, the comedy showcase. Lobel? No, Danny. no, no. <laughs> Danny, um, I can't think of Danny's okay. last name. Danny, uh, but they, they, they owned the comedy showcase and okay. that was a club that I worked at a lot and the last stop. And no, but that was just pretty much the improv, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, starting out there, you know, it was a great place to go cause you have four clubs mm -hmm. that you can actually get work and develop. Yeah. So and there was a lot of really funny comics in that town. Um, Who was but, coming up as you're coming up? Well, I met Ralphie there. Uh -huh. and, you know, I don't know if anybody really blew up from the scene, but interestingly enough, I ran into a guy the other day, Matt Kirsch, who is Oh, I now, remember Matt Kirsch, yeah. Yeah, and he's now a writer like, and works at Comedy Central. Like, uh -huh. It's just that pool of talent. Like, You just don't know what's going to spin out of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know who's gotten a lot of exposure in mm -hmm. as far as stand-up goes but still a bunch of talented people you know texas to me seems like and i haven't worked there very much just like austin and a couple other small places but um it seems like there's a lot of offshoots where you can just take off and hit one nighters outside your town was that the way it was or yeah yeah, yeah there was like gigs within you know you could go down to beaumont you could go mm -hmm. down to like all these little towns and yeah was it stereotypical texas of just like belt buckles and Pretty cowboy much, hats yeah. and well, no i mean you know, better be funny or i'll no. kick your ass kind of thing I mean, houston's a city you know but it's right. just, yeah i mean those and those audiences were well-trained comedy audiences yeah. there have been clubs in houston for so long so it's just a you know great room rooms to play i mean there were definitely like a lot of redneck venues mm -hmm. i did this one gig where i did go down to beaumont with a headliner i won't say her name but halfway down the drive she pulled over and got a burger popped her teeth out and gummed the burger down wow. what put the teeth in the console between us while she drive drove and chain smoked the whole way down all right. And Every I was like, this is the, the nastiest trip I've ever been. <laughs> now we have to guess who that was. I know. Now the next 20 I'll, minutes. I'll let you, is just, I'll let you I don't want to say. No, here's the deal. Gross. You can tell us after. And here's, <laughs> Chris, you have to remind me because whenever somebody says, I'll tell you after the show, I forget. And I never, and then I get emails. Hey, did they tell you? I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot. So you have to remind me to ask who that was. And you got started in Philly? Philly. Philly. How was that? Uh, By the way, we're doing this completely backwards. I usually start off with this question. Yeah. And we're <laughs> wrapping it up with it. You know what? It was great and horrible at the same time. Is I, I, the some some of the meanest comedy audiences are mm. pretty much in that kind of that Philly, New Jersey to New York area. Mm -hmm. You get like further into New York, the audiences get nicer. You get into Baltimore and Maryland, they get nicer. But for some reason, cause, and I've done literally almost every show there, and some of them have been amazing. Yeah. You know? I, I don't want to say they're all horrible, but the worst shows I've ever had peppered into those areas <laughs> right. were there, yeah. were there the in that New show Jersey. Ever. ever. I had in Philly. 
ever. See? Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. I mean, but it's it's the it's the um, it's the culture down there. They boo their own sports teams. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you, you boo Philly. So it's it's almost like in a weird thing that's well, that's our thing. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like even the stuff we like, we're gonna you know give you a shit about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know, I used to say that, you know, you would get heckled on your way to the gig. <laughs> you, know, like, you suck. I didn't even get there. I'm driving. But, uh, uh, but, you know, it was, it was a great, uh, um, it was a great way to, place to start. Cause when you realize that, you know, a lot of the other audiences are a little bit nicer. I remember I did a, uh, a show, uh, a year or two ago with Graham in mm-hmm. Ohio and I had gotten a heckler and I'm pretty, low-key guy on stage sure. and then i just i went after him and graham started laughing he's like you know every once in a while i see the philly come out in you <laughs> <laughs> but uh like but and we went back there in philly we did the club helium and it was fantastic okay so it was oh, like, that's supposed to be good yeah, it's an amazing yeah. it, it's a great club it's just a, you know growing up there and the other thing that told you a little bit about comedy is the comedy boom and then the collapse philly was the first city out of comedy they closed all their comedy oh, really? clubs first. Really? I didn't like, know yeah, that. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're done. You know, <laughs> we don't like and, to yeah, laugh. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah we're, we're done. They're the ones that it kind of imploded the uh-huh. quickest. Um, huh. So, and then they slowly started opening back up a little bit, but they're still not. Philly is not a big comedy town. It just right. isn't. There aren't that many clubs and shows, and even like a lot of the comics either left. There's still like a small uh, Philly community. Mm-hmm of comedians um but it's not like the other cities where it's it's so supportive like anything from like new york to chicago and you know all these other places where there's a um an infrastructure for comedians yeah um it's not it's not that way as much in in philly uh you know i and i i started with the, like paul f Tompkins, okay john madden and you know a lot of uh um todd glass um he was the first comedian i'd ever seen i was in college mm-hmm. and he was doing like a nooner like he came into the college and did it and he was like the first the first performer i'd ever actually seen um so but it was it was a good place to start i think because i went to film school there and right. you know i was doing stand-up I was there and it really kind of got me uh, a really a love for writing and filmmaking and doing stand-up and then i came out to la about 20 years ago I'm glad Helium is still a good club there because I do the other Heliums. I've never done Helium in Philly, and I got a lot of relatives in Philly, like mm. in Bucks County and, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. all that area. And they're like, come out and do Helium. And all I've heard is, like, I'm laid back. I'm not I'm not your in-your-face Philly comics. I'm right, like, yeah, right. I mean, sometimes they ask me. Maybe I will, <laughs> but <laughs> it's nice to know Helium's still... I don't have to go oh, uh, fight the Opie and Anthony crowd. No, you don't. You guys did see that Bill or listen oh, to that I've Bill Burr. Oh, I see that. He's yes. like, you people yes. worship Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I had yeah, speaking yeah. of Philly, I had Jimmy Schubert on the show. Yeah, no one, no one's going to argue about Philly audiences. <laughs> no, they're no. nice and great. No, no one's going to make that argument. Yeah. They're just not. I literally had the worst that that. Wait, that, what was that? Um, there's like a club on the main street. I can't remember. It's like the. Laugh spot or laugh hole or something. Right David there. Brenner's Laugh House. I think so. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, been, Brenner's from Philly. Yeah, yeah. It was I a forgot. long time ago. And my I, my granny <laughs> lived in Philly, and I went. <laughs> it's so bad. It didn't last, no, yeah. then it's. I don't think it was. It was mostly black room, but on the weekdays it was an open mic, mm-hmm. and my grandmother was recovering from heart surgery, so I went down there to take care of her for about six, eight weeks. And she and, did a set. But, yeah, my grandmother <laughs> pushed her up on stage and said, "Okay, Granny, be funny." What's up with stints? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Sorry I, I, I went up and did the open mic and had a great time, and they booked me to come in on the weekend, and that was a disaster. Like the 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 host that went up in front of me and would bring me up each night. 
would literally introduce me. It was an all-black audience. And I don't have a problem with black room. Never have. But this room, the way he'd bring me up and the way he'd do it, literally he was like, the next comedian is a white girl. And let me tell you, folks, she is a white girl. <laughs> like, and, the, and he would he would have this look about him, and he'd be like, mm, and look in the audience, mm, you know, like totally setting me up to walk up on stage. And uh, it just, it was every bit of fun that you'd expect. <laughs> but uh, You must do, because... When you and Ralph go out together, Ralph's got a big black following, doesn't he? Um, not so much. Oh, really? He used I, to. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it just depends on where he's at. He oh, okay. always has. He always has a nice. Her, his audiences are are perfect. They're huge fans of comedy. Mm-hmm. They love what he's about to do. They're very into whoever he's bringing with him always, and uh, he gets a good diverse crowd. It's it's ju- always just enough diversity in there to, so that you can get away with whatever. It is oh, you awesome! Because you always need. You can't do material that to just one type of audience that, yeah you know it's just sort of limiting so he gets a great crowd he mm. really does all right chris real quick before we get out of here worst gig in philly in that philly area top the uh hate, <laughs> top the hate the cute white girl story i think uh there was one time and i i won't i can't completely blame the audience on this but i, <laughs> I had a bad set i, I did okay. i didn't do well but they hated me so much that they were heckling me after the next comedian went on. (laughs) They were still yelling about me after the other comedian couldn't finish his set because they were still yelling about me. Wow. So that's the kind of... um, But So they hold a grudge. Right, right. You know, just let it go. It was 10 minutes, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I've never heard that. That is great. The best thing about that is in like a year I'm going to be doing the show and somebody's going to be like, man, I was in Philly one time and this guy sucked so bad before me. Yeah, they I, fucking ruined my set. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst thing. Yeah. It's so funny. That, and that next guy couldn't do well either. No, no. Was, he, yeah, he kept getting interrupted. <laughs> they would have hated anyone. Yeah. They hate everyone. Yeah, yeah. And that was, uh, then the whole the whole night was, yeah, they were yelling at everyone. If you're listening to this and you're in Philly, knock it off. If you have good comedy, <laughs> just be nice. <laughs> Guys, I can't thank you enough for coming spending a taking an hour away from your family on a beautiful day too man wow this is really nice day um i'm gonna get out and get some sun today uh thank you so much for coming uh lana i've been trying to get lana on how long like i don't we've been talking for a while i gotta get you back on ours when we get ours going it's just it's on like two week hiatus right now but probably end up being six months no i'm just kidding (laughs) you need to get on it because you guys are like number 15 or something on the no but we've been up and down in the chart we've always maintained in that top 200 which is really really great and we're really proud of it we just had a couple of things happen in our schedule right now i haven't rafi's like on this two-month tour and Mm -hmm. and then we go to guam in the philippines for a couple weeks are you doing a yeah, uh, um, we're doing one show in Guam and then we're just taking a vacation the first vacation we've had in years nice. just a family trip and I hope you didn't jinx us someone's gonna barf on the way to the airport and we <laughs> get the insurance and I'm sitting here going shit <laughs> but yeah we're, so we just think like after we get through that chunk and maybe depending on what happens with our, when our specials are coming out uh-huh. that might be really hectic too but then we'll, we'll get it back up okay. in, in a new format but great. we'll have you on we'll have both of you guys come out that if sounds you want great. to do it love mm-hmm. it um, and when are your specials come? both you and Ralphie are having a, uh, we, are you launching them simultaneously? No, or? I mean they're not together. They're two separate one hours, but they were shot at the same time. Sure, and they they're all edited and done. And I know Netflix is going to carry them, um, okay. but we're trying to make to see where else it can be. Before, okay, great. You know, so. When can we look forward to that? Um, sometime probably around the new year. Oh, great, awesome, oh, awesome. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. And Chris, what? Anywhere else we can? You're coming up at Stand Up Live and Schaumburg in and Schaumburg, Sh- yeah. Chicago. Awesome. And uh, what's your website? Uh, L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R dot com. Lana Turner. It's not 
It's L-A-H, right? L-A-H. I have you as L-H-A in my phone, and I couldn't find your number the other day. Oh. I'm like, I know I have this, but I spelled it wrong. Oh, that's so look it up. Lana Turner. Uh, thanks for coming. Turner. Yes. Or you can even look up Rafi May's wife, <laughs> which sucks. That's a big shadow to stand in. <laughs> uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Chris, what's, we got Comedy Film Nerds Weekly. Yes. Comedy Film Nerds is uh, every week where we interview uh, comedians. We talk about recent movies and DVD releases. And also uh, we have written reviews on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies is out in bookstores. Oh, that's right. And I saw a lot of people carrying those yes, at the festival. Because they, they could get a lot of signatures sure. actually at the uh, festival. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't remember why. I couldn't figure out why nobody's asking me to sign it, and then I remembered I wasn't <laughs> asked. Wasn't asked. Sorry, go on. You only, and, I'm uh, only a professional writer. That's that, cool. It's, not, it's no big deal. Why would oh, I want to write anything? Oh, in the book? guilt, guilt writing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, and then pacify me, a handbook for the freaked out new sure. dad. And then uh, I'm going to be working on a sequel to that called um, I'm going to eat it or break it. Okay. about having small children <laughs> in your home. That's hysterical. That's a great title. Can we get all those at Yes, and then uh, actually I'll sign and personalize the books if you buy them there. Otherwise, you can get them Amazon, Kindle, or whatever. And then I have a blog, and my personal site is chrisjmancinionline.com. All right, great. Um, I thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. I, of course, am murrayvaleriano.com, which is probably where you're listening to this, at v on Twitter. Give me a follow. Uh, on a personal note, it was great to meet all you listeners over the weekend. Um, I was not uh, able to do my show last year, um, but I sat in with the Dork Forest, uh, and I sat in with the Dork Forest again this year. So it was great to meet Dork Forest listeners, and we have a lot of the same listeners. So last year I was able to meet a handful of you, but it was really great to meet people who have been listening since day one and people who kind of found my show through Brody Stevens and Ryan Sickler, who are my guests on there. So uh, it was great meeting you guys. I appreciate it. And it it's was a just community camp feel at the festival, isn't it? it yeah, it was getting together. It, it really is. And it was and talk about supportive. I mean, Rich Voss did his show the night before. He just happened to be around because Bonnie McFarland was doing yours. Yep. Brody Stevens is gonna be 10 minutes late. I never met boss before in my life. He's a New York comic. I'm like, hey, Rich, you want to sit in for 10 minutes? Love to. You right. know? So Rich and I hit it off. We're going to play golf next time he comes through uh, town. Yeah, yeah. So That's it's awesome. really supportive. Com- and especially in a backstabbing, <laughs> non-supportive <laughs> community as comedy, the LA Podcast Festival ranks up there with one of, my, one of my favorites. So it was nice meeting you guys. I still have some shirts left over uh, from the festival. Congratulations on the, guy, uh, the three people who won them. I got uh, Rudy's tweet today. I appreciate that. Um, so they're at, uh, at the store, uh, murrayvalerano.com, a store. You can get your t-shirts there. You guys will be leaving with a t-shirt today. Excellent. Um, and they're actually in that suitcase right there. So I'll remember this time. Most (laughs) of the time I forget. And, uh, that's it. I'll be in Vegas the the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, I know I met a few listeners at the festival from Vegas and, uh, that's about it. Chris Mancini, Lana Turner. Thank you so much for seeing, uh, for coming on the show. Check these guys, the work they do. See them when they come to your town, listen to their stuff. They're very funny and I appreciate it. Thanks for listening guys. Thank you. Thank you. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon